I want her to get on top of your laptop. <laughs> <laughs> like as I'm reading notes, and yes. she starts just pushing buttons. And... Dude, there's a TikTok that was like, I heard that if you get your cat their own laptop, they leave you alone because they're just trying to copy you. <laughs> and this, and it goes, and I didn't believe it. And then it pans over to her cat. And she's like, but look at this distinguished gentleman doing business. Cat's on its own laptop. It was a little mini laptop for, oh cat, my for a little cat. I need one. I'm loading my stuff, but this is uh, your episode. Yes, I guess it, it was. Is. I guess it was supposed to be mine, but it doesn't matter. No one cares. Welcome to the thirtieth episode of Beer and Fear. Episode thirty. Wow. I hated that. <laughs> my name is Paige, and I am deeply uncomfortable. My name is Zach. And then you share what you're feeling. <laughs> oh, I think I clipped the... <laughs> I broke it. I clipped the preamp over there. <clears throat> um, How was my week? Yes, buddy. How was my week? Oh, I'm on day three of my vacation. How's your mint plant? Uh, How's your cat plant? Oh. Oh, well, first off, it's St. Patty's Day. It is. You're right. I wore green and I have green nail polish oh, on. Oh, shit. I didn't do the green thing And I'm going to pinch you later. Oh, I'm usually pretty good with that. Um, Even my water bottle's green. I know. I was. I was doing. Uh, I was doing well on the wearing green stuff for a few years, for a while. Um, but uh, I got Guinness in the fridge. If you want a Guinness later, I won't. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know we're drinking beer already, but I love Guinness. You don't like Guinness? No. Remember, you gave me Guinness before, and I was like, "Wow, this is unpleasant." I went to Benny's today, I shopped around for a little bit, and everyone, like, they had a huge display of just Guinness and four-packs, six-packs. Everyone everyone I saw walk, was walking out with a pack of Guinness today. Yeah, I haven't, even had, a, I haven't even had a drink today. Oh, wow. I'm, I'm behind. Hmm. This is embarrassing. And I pre-gamed before this. This so. beer better be delicious. I'm, I have high hopes. Um, but it's St. Patty's Day today. I posted some updates on Instagram um, about the plant. There is... Uh, some stuff blooming. Nice. I don't, know, I don't know if you saw the photo, but <laughs> look at that. It looks like a pair of teeth. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't. Oh, there it the, is. Yep, oh, thing it's in the so middle. tiny. I know. Itty bitty. Um, and there's there's uh, two of them. There's that one in the middle, and then there's one on the edge. It's kind of growing a little bit. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, I named it Minty. Minty. Mm -hmm. Wow, you are an original man. And then I posted the Casota pics. Yes, also. I saw the Casota pics while right. I was with Chelsea. Because uh, Chelsea looks at our Instagram. <laughs> uh besides that, just uh, enjoying my days off. And your cat who is an angel. Yeah, my cat who is an angel. I love her. She's uh, sitting right next to me on the couch, right next to us on the couch. I will literally murder for her. Cleaning herself as she does uh for several hours of the day. Yes, yeah, she's a princess. She always needs to be spotless. But that's it. How about you? I can't think of anything. Hmm. You're officially starting your job next week. Yes, Monday. <laughs> I start my. I officially start my new job Monday, and I'm Excellent. hoping that this is a long-term job yes. and it's seems very enjoyable. So hopefully this sticks. Yes. Fingers crossed. Very good. Um. Hmm. What else is there to share? What did you even do today? It's uh, it's eight thirty right now. So I figured, I didn't know we would be recording this late. It's not a huge deal. I like recording late anyway. But what did you do all day? So I completely forgot that we were going to record today <laughs> um, because I, it ended up being like a long, long day than I, like longer day than I thought it would. Uh -huh. So like, so we were literally like driving all day. The whole day was just. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Are we keeping any of this in? <laughs> nope. <laughs> you, wanted, you wanted me to, you want me to redact the. From the other episode, so I, we can't use any of this. No. <laughs> okay, well, that's good. Uh, that's what I did today. All right. 
just make it just blur it out so it's like in there but it's yeah. just like nobody can tell yep great <laughs> that's funny well, that's cool it sounds like a very eventful day i was not expecting it to go on that long yeah. it's just kind of like never ending Nice. I was in the car and I was just like, oh my God, I want to be in, like in a solid space that's not on wheels. <laughs> yep. Yeah, nothing is that I can report for you, bud. All right. Well, Maybe this I is... I should uh, start recording what I do. Uh, that's why I write shit down and I record all my days and the highlights of everything. But um, it's episode 30. Do the whole... Uh, the clasping hands together, making a fist, and Why? shaking it on either side of your head thing to to celebrate. Looks for like thirty you're jerking yourself off for thirty episodes, um, and here's to thirty more. Yep. Okay. Should we do tequila shots? <laughs> I was like half serious, but your eyes just lit up. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> it's all right. I want to try the beer. Sure. Uh, yeah. Anything. Let's get into it. This episode, episode 30, is on the bubonic plague, or bubonic... Bubonic. 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 Hooked on phonics. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Hooked on phonics plague. (laughs) The hooked on phonics plague. Spell it out for us now. (laughs) The beer I picked is called Vera, V-E-R-A, from Around the Bend Beer Company. Vera, yes. What a nice, simple, clean name. Also, St. Patrick's Day, the can is green. Oh, excellent. Perfect. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you about the can and the bottle or whatever. It's not a bottle. It's a can. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to tell you about the beer and then I'll tell you about the um, the brewery. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's kind of weird. They posted like, I don't know how to describe it. Like, you remember the, um, like a blog almost. Okay. Like with the scrolling little like text. Sure. Like, that's how they did their About Me. It's like this very long story, hmm. and I don't want to read all of that, so I'm just going to read the very small part. Uh-huh. Um, but Vera is, um, well, it starts out with their description. Uh, pistachios have been used in culinary applications for thousands of years for a much shorter period. Innovative brewers, innovative, 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 innovative. That word's innovative. <laughs> have used them to add a luscious character to their beers. Uh, our delicate cream ale with Carrarvian, uh, I think, Carrarvian, Carrarvian, huh. uh, malt, adds a touch more body than some others might. At just over 5%, this is a session beer you'll want to get Ooh. a Kraken with. Okay. A Kraken. It's a cream ale? Yes. 5%, just over 5 mm-hmm. Wow. The ABV is 5%. The IBU is 11.2. Hmm. And then, oh my gosh, where did the malt, not the malt, the hop go? Oh, there it is. Uh, Tetnang. T-E-T-T and then Nang, N-A-N-G. Wow. Tet-nang. So this this has some hops and malts that we've never, I don't think we've ever had before in a beer. Oh, we've never had this hop. Hmm. It says it pairs well with spice-rubbed roast pork, light nutty cheeses, and lemon custard tart. The specific beer itself? Yes. Okay. Specifically that beer itself. You uh, you told me what we were going to have uh, for this episode, I think two episodes ago. Mm-hmm. You mentioned the pistachio, and I got super excited because I love, love pistachios. Uh, I have high hopes. So the description of Around the Bend Beer Co. is, we're not renegades, we're not rebelling against anything, we think that the revolution is over, the war has been won, big beer is dead. They just don't know it yet, and by dead we mean irrelevant for millions of beer-loving Americans. We don't have to battle to get people to try something other than the fizzy yellow stuff. Okay. That gives us the freedom to experiment, experiment and innovate. The road that lies ahead is a more exciting stretch than we glimpsed to date. So let's keep going. Let's see what's around the bend. All right. They are located in Chicago, by the way. Another one we got. Are they a brew pub? Uh, I don't, just a brewery. I didn't look. A lot of Chicago beers. I just know it's Chicago, yeah. Like I said, it's a cream ale on Beer Advocate. It is a 86, which is very good. Uh, it's got an average score of 3.86. I'm just surprised you got one with a score. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> After doing like five or six. It's got a few ratings as well. Okay. I never heard of uh, cream ale. Out of cream ales, it's ranked number 49. Wow. 
I've never heard of this style of beer before. I haven't either. Cream ale is a style of American beer which is light in color and well attenuated. But you said it's 11 SRM, which makes me think IBU. it's... IBU. Oh, I'm sorry, IBU. Oh, okay. I'm th- I was thinking SRM. Okay. It's a light ale. First crafted in the mid-1800s at various breweries in the United States, cream ale remained a very localized remained a very localized form with different styles until the early 20th century. Never heard of this. Hmm. Uh, so I have a review, but what I want to do from now on is try the beer and then do the review yeah. after. I like it. Do you want so, me to get it? Yes, that's okay. it. Is it cold? Oh, you know what? I forgot to read um, off of the hops. I think oh, I yeah. Tell us about the hops, because those are unique. We never done Yeah, those. yeah. So the tetaning hops, um, just the description of them is that they have a mild but distinct floral and spicy character. Uh, the characteristics are very similar to uh, saws hops. Okay. Uh, it is often described as mildly fruity or citrus-like, while still being able to impart uh, herbal or earthy qualities to the final beer. Interesting. Yeah, these hops and these malts are new to me. This beer is new to me. The style's new to me. This you're, is great. You're new to me. I am excited. Um, I am also excited. It, is, is it cold? Yes. Okay. It, it should be very cold. Please take a moment to appreciate the can art. I love that the can is green yeah. for St. Patty's. I like that it... Is that a Plague Doctor? That is a Plague Doctor. That's also very um, fitting. Maybe I'll get... You know what? You know what? My next tattoo idea is a plague, plague doctor. doctor. Maybe I'll just get this tattooed. You should try the beer first before you make that decision. <laughs> that is cool. I want to get a smell. Oh, that's interesting. Hmm. Ooh. There's not much of an aroma, but you can detect a slight hint of pistachio. Just just a hint. This beard is very foamy. Very, 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 very foamy. I will need a picture. I just like how it smells. You like how all beer smells. That's not true. <laughs> what was the beer that I hated? There was a beer that I thought smelled terrible. Let's see. We need to hire an intern. I told you. To like take so these photos times. for us. I told you so many times. Grab the beer uh, for us. Very amber. Wow, you are full. Don't spill on the cat. Don't spill on the mm-hmm. cat, please. Uh, yeah. <sighs> Golden amber color. Very, car- very, very carbonated, but it doesn't look like it. But it's light. It's a light color. Yeah. Light amber. And yeah, uh, very. the head kind of persists a little bit. Uh I don't know. I think it fades pretty quickly. That two millimeter head. Well, I mean, that's that's longer than some of the other beers that we've had. But. I don't know. Clink it. Careful. Careful. You come to me. You did it so aggressively. Why is this so good? <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> hmm. It just goes down so smooth. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. This is great. I love this. Holy cow. It's very, very smooth. Easy to drink. Um, It's not like it's that full of flavor. It's uh, crisp and refreshing. Almost, almost lagerish. Um... The pistachio, you can taste it during the swallow, but it also, it lingers a little bit. I get it in the burp. You get the pistachio burp? It just kind of coats your mouth, but it's not a thick beer. It's a very, uh, it's a thinner beer. In my opinion, the pistachio is not strong enough. Really? Yeah. I think it, it's it's right there. I think it's it's perfect. I do find this very easy to drink, though. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. I don't know if it's I, I don't know if it's uh I'm just surprised and impressed by the pistachio uh aspect in the beer or if I'm if I'm just surprised about a cream ale cuz I don't I don't recall ever having a cream ale before. Um I don't know what most cream ales taste like, but 
like I don't know if that, my point is I don't know if I'm impressed by the style of the beer or if I'm impressed by this particular beer, but this is really good. Yeah, um, almost lagerish, crisp, refreshing, light. Um, but it's got. Do you have any pistachios? I want to compare. <laughs> I don't have any pistachios, Damn. unfortunately. Oh, thank God you um, have pumpkin seeds. Yeah, I've got plenty of those. Um, I I'm trying to pick up other flavors and other notes in this besides the pistachio. As of right now, that's the really the only thing that's hit me. Jake Baum from Illinois. Mm. Gave it a 4.84 out of 5. That's a, high, that's a high rating. It is a high rating. It says this is, to me, to Jake Bomb, the perfect cream ale taste. I'd traveled all over Ireland, Scotland, and the surrounding UK, and nothing comes close to the taste of this ale. Wow. That's a burpy ale. That was it? No, I'm just I oh. burped. I will drink it regularly out of a can or pour it lightly into a wheat ale glass uh-huh. to attempt to emulate the recirculation found in the nitro stout glass on a carbonated ale, like you are apt to do. That, that's what I need. I need uh, different glassware. It looks fantastic. Golden, slightly darker than a traditional pilsner without the opaqueness of a wheat. It smells sweet. It tastes sweet and delightful, yet the mouthfeel is lovely and soft. Mm-hmm. The way the beer sits in your gut is still light as if you'd had nothing at all. Perfect. The heft to this beer is all in flavor and it leaves you blissful. It's a dangerous, lovely beer that is only let down by the fact that it doesn't retain its foam as long as I'd like. In fact, I'd love to see a nitro variant of this ale. Interesting. Never really complained about foam. Lack of foam. (laughs) Not enough foam in this beer. Sir, the entire glass is foam. There's only an inch of beer at the bottom. Not enough. (laughs) Um, I I don't know. This is is so foreign to me. It's such a new... Never had a cream ale. It's such a new concept. I don't know. I I mean, it's just kind of mm, mm, watery. Yeah. I mean, well... Yes, compared to a lot of the other ales that we've had, um, much bigger bodies, stronger malt flavor. Um, this doesn't have that. This is uh, definitely a, a departure from uh, most of the beers that we've had this last 10 episodes. It's just a, an easy drinker. It is. And, I, man, I could sip this. I'm going to have to pick some of this up. Did you get this at a Benny's? Yeah. I need some of this. They also have the other one, Vixen, which mm. I can't remember what that one. Oh, bless you, cat. Gesundheit. Maybe this is, this has to be, maybe one of my new favorite styles of uh, beer. Cream ale. Cream ale. It, a little bit, cream soda vibes. I'm not, maybe it's just a kind of, um, uh, what's it called? Putting that into my mind, subconsciously, with the cream in the name, Mm -hmm. that I taste cream soda. I follow you. But I, I... I don't know. I swear. I taste like it, it reminds me of cream soda a little bit right when you sip it. But then, again, that flavor, thats it's like nuttiness, pistachio that lingers. They added cinnamon to this. What is that? This is Vixen. It's the pistachio ale, but with cinnamon in it. Huh. Huh. Pairs well with turkey dinner, gingerbread, and figgy pudding. I've never had figgy pudding. I wonder if it's good. Wow. Around the Bend. I love you guys. You guys are great. This is amazing. How much did you pregame? <laughs> I love you guys. You guys are great. Not a lot. I just, I am really uh, happy with this beer. Like that reviewer, Blissful. Leaves you blissful. Leaves you blissful. You're this so is, precious. This is incredible. This is, uh, without even having to look at the, the list, this is number one. Really? Yes. Wow. Mm-hmm. Excellent, excellent pick. Ugh, skills. To to cap our last ten episodes. So that makes, out of the last ten episodes, our cumulative highest rated beer, Party Gator, by Arrowhead Ales, hmm. which was the Hazy IPA, at a score of two. Uh, next is this beer, 2.5. So I get a one, you get a four. What did you give? You gave a one. You gave a one. This. Yes. I gave a one to Electric Jewel. What did our ten get? 
uh, our worst ranking beer is actually tied. Uh, you gave a 10 to Boogie Nights, and I gave a 10 to Lock Effect. Hmm. They both share a score of 9.5. Interesting. Yeah, very cool. I get the cream soda vibe, Yes, but it's just not sweet enough. It definitely hits the tongue and feels like a cream soda, though. Right. I, I never heard of this uh, beer style before. Uh, is, apparently, it's pretty popular in Ireland. Uh, apparently. Um, I'd love to go over there and try some of these. but uh, Just for the cream ale. <laughs> Nothing else? Oh, the Irish know what's up. I'm glad you like it. I'm glad Very it's much. number one. Very much so. Well, that tastes delicious, and I'm sure that the bubonic plague doesn't, so. It's the perfect topic to listen to while you're enjoying your own cream ale. Let's segue into the, the pussy filled sores. So the bubonic plague, sometimes called the Black Death. Tell me about it. Is a rare but serious bacterial infection that's transmitted by fleas. Fucking fleas. The bubonic plague is caused by the, the bacteria Yersinia pestis. I thought it was transmitted by rats. From fleas, fleas from rats, rats to humans. Yeah. Okay. We'll get into that. Sorry, go on. Caused by the bacteria Yersinia pestis. It can spread through contact with infected fleas. It causes buboes. Buboes. B-U-B-O-E-S. You know what that sounds like? There's a kid show um, with like these creepy little... Boobas, like they're called boobas. Boobas? Yes. I'm going to find a picture for you. Hang on. <laughs> Was it like Teletubbies? Kind of, actually. I think I remember you telling me about a show like this before. Like little penises. I've seen those. <laughs> like little dicks. <laughs> um, well, these are uh, boobos. Which are very swollen and painful lymph nodes under the arms, in the neck, or in the groin. Oof, that sounds like a bad time. Without treatment, the bacteria can spread to other parts of the body. Other symptoms include fever, chills, headache, fatigue, and muscle aches. Ooh. And it requires urgent hospital treatment with strong antibiotics. So Yersinia pestis has been discovered in archaeological finds from the late Bronze Age. Damn. That's approximately 3800 BP, which is... Uh, Before British Petroleum. <laughs> <laughs> Before the Gulf of Mexico. I'll never forget. Or forgive. Before, before the Gulf of Mexico incident. 3800 BP. Uh, it stands for before present. Oh. <laughs> and I, I'd never heard of this. I think uh, you're wrong. <laughs> present uh, refers to uh, January 1st, 1950, apparently. So just like uh, uh, BC and AD, this is BP, before present. The bac uh, bacteria is identified by ancient DNA and human teeth from Asia and Europe dating from 2800 to 5000 years ago. There are three major pandemics involving the bubonic plague, with the first, the Plague of Justinian, beginning in 541 AD and impacting the Mediterranean basin. Hmm. So that's the surrounding countries around the Mediterranean Sea. Uh, possible origins of Central Asia or Sub-Saharan Africa may have spread to the Mediterranean by merchants from the Kingdom of Axum in East Africa. And according to contemporary sources, the outbreak in Constantinople was thought to have been carried to the city by infected rats on grain ships arriving from Egypt. So there's the rats. The fleas huh. get on the rats, and then the rats just fucking take over. The second pandemic was called the Black Death, beginning okay. in 1346. And that's the one we know about the most. Right, beginning in 1346 and impacting the majority of Europe. It's definitely the one that lasted the longest. Right. Um, often the bubonic plague is called the Black Death, which right. is not very accurate. It's different plagues. The Black Death refers to the actual like incident, the time period that the plague affected. Um, the bubonic plague itself is not the Black Death. There are different types of plague, which we'll talk about too. But oh. the Black Death refers to the second pandemic that began in 1346. Uh, again, rats may have been to blame due to the fleas that lived on them uh, that carried the disease. The most authoritative contemporary account 
is found in a report from the medical faculty in Paris to Philip VI of France. It blamed the heavens in the form of a conjunction of three planets in 1345 that caused a great pestilence in the air, Hmm. Uh, also known as the miasma theory. Uh, Essentially, around this time, they blamed bad air for the cause of diseases. So if there was a disease inflicting a bunch of people, it was the air that was bad. That's why you got it. Okay. The third pandemic, uh, which doesn't have a special name, began in Yunnan, China in 1855. And it spread across India and China and affected all inhabited continents. And again... Continents? Uh, continents. And again, it was the rats. That it's always it. the rat. The damn rats. It was the rats. The damn companies turning the rats gay. But the... The second pandemic, the Black Death, lasted from 1345 to about 1855, the time of the third one. Uh, it was kind of on and off the later years. The um, relationship? But it, it kind of... Between Europe and the Black Death? What's that? The relationship was on and off. <laughs> uh, the pandemic. That's real rough. Yeah. The bubonic plague is one of three types of plague caused by the aforementioned bacteria strain. Uh, so that... that um, Yersinia pestis yes. can cause three different types of plague. Oh. Um, there's uh, the others being uh, septicemic plague, uh-huh. causing necrosis, oh. and pneumonic plague affecting the lungs and respiratory system. And your ability to count. Yep, bubonic plague is an infection of the lymphatic system, usually referring, I'm sorry, usually resulting from the bite of an infected flea, typically the Oriental rat flea. That's what. It, I called it. Oh, my God. Kasoda is now standing on top of Zach's notebook. His oh, sitting on top of it. Yep. You weren't paying enough attention nope. to her. We got a cat on the laptop now. Um, <laughs> Yay. Well, this is where the episode ends because I can't read any more notes. <laughs> this is amusing to me. Kasoda, what are you doing? <laughs> now she's rubbing her face on the mic. <laughs> this is cat ASMR. I can hear her little purrs. Kasoda. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay. Okay, buddy. Go that way. Thank you. Okay, the fleas are parasites on rats and seek out other prey when its rodent host dies. The bacteria remains harmless to the flea, allowing the new host to spread the bacteria. The bacteria enters the bloodstream of the host, spreads to the lymph nodes, and multiplies. Infected lymph nodes develop hemorrhages, which result in death of tissue. I didn't know what lymph nodes were. Uh, No? I thought we only had one set of them, but there are multiple throughout the body. Quite a few. Uh, bubonic plague can progress to septicemic or pneumonic plague, depending on how it spreads throughout the body. Okay. Symptoms typically appear two to seven uh, days after being bit. Hmm. They include chills, general ill feeling, high fever around 102.2 Fahrenheit, muscle cramps, seizures, smooth, painful lymph gland swelling called a bubo, commonly found in the groin but may occur in the armpits or neck, most often near the site of initial infection. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Gangrene of the extremities, such as toes, fingers, lips, and tip of the nose. Not Heavy the breathing. Tip of the nose. Uh, continuous vomiting of blood, aching limbs, coughing, extreme pain caused by the decay of decomposition of the skin while the person is still alive. Wow. Extreme fatigue, gastrointestinal problems, spleen inflammation, lenticulae, which are black dots scattered throughout the body, delirium, coma, organ failure as a result of the bacteria infecting organs throughout the bloodstream, and death. That's insane. Yep. God damn. Laboratory testing is required in order to diagnose and confirm plague and is ideally done through positive identification of the uh, Yersinia pestis culture. Several classes of antibiotics are effective in treating the plague. These include aminoglycosides such as streptomycin and gentamicin, tetracyclines, especially doxycycline, and the fluoroquinolone ciprofloxacin. Bless you. Mm-hmm. Uh, mor- <laughs> morality associated with treated case of bubonic plague is about 1 to 15%. So uh, treated, if it's treated, one to 15, you have a 1 to 15% chance of dying. 
compared to a morality rate of 40 to 60% in untreated cases. Well then. Um, and I guess it does depend on what type of uh, plague you get. If it's, um, if it's pneumonic, which I think is the one that affects the, the uh, respiratory system, you have a much higher chance of uh, death. Uh, people potentially infected with the plague need immediate treatment and should be given antibiotics within 24 hours of the first symptoms to prevent death. Other treatments include oxygen, intravenous fluids, and respiratory support. People who have had contact with anyone infected by pneumonic plague are given prophylactic antibiotics. Using the broad-based antibiotic streptomycin has been proven to be, to be dramatically successful against the bubonic plague within 12 hours of infection. Oh, wow. Bubonic plague... At, when I was researching this and I saw, like, um, how, you know, if it's treated, you, the chance of you dying is much, much lower. Sure. One, I think it's phenomenal the amount of um, uh, progression that uh, scientists have made medicinally and scientifically to try and find treatments and cures for this. And how before in these pandemics, people were dying left and right. But now technology has advanced so much. Um, science has advanced so much to mm. where if if you think you have it and you're treated for it, it's unlikely you're going to die. Much like rabies. Mm. Um, same thing with rabies, which I think is another topic we should cover. If you got bit by a bat or you think you got bit by an animal that has rabies, um, before symptoms develop, it's good to go to a doctor and check it out, get treated for rabies because you have a very, very high chance of survival if you're treated. Mm. That's what that made me think of. Bubonic plague outbreaks are controlled by pest control and modern sanitation techniques. That's why it's not as prolific now. Morality rates hit their peak during the hot and humid months of June, July, and August. Furthermore, the plague most affected those of poor upbringing due to greater exposure, poor sanitation techniques, and lack of a healthy immune system due to a poor diet. Yeah. The successful control of rat populations in dense urban areas is essential to outbreak prevention. That's why you don't see many rats mm. in urban areas. Another mean of prevention in large European cities was a citywide quarantine to not only limit interaction with people that were infected, but also to limit the interaction with the infected rats. Uh, another thing, a lot of this research reminded me of uh, what we're going through today uh, with it's coronavirus. Yeah, it's interesting. From 2010 to 2015, there were 32... 3,248 cases reported worldwide, including 584 deaths. So throughout those five years, 2010 to 2015. There were 32 cases and 540 <laughs> deaths. <laughs> Currently, the three most endemic countries are the Democratic Republic of the Congo, wow. Madagascar, and Peru. So if you're looking a vacation, don't go to those three countries because you might get the plague. Per the CDC... I'm kidding. Per the CDC, plague was first introduced into the United States in 1900. Between 1900 and 2012, 1,006 confirmed or probable human plague cases occurred in the United States, and over 80% of those cases have been the bubonic form. In recent decades, an average of seven human plague cases are reported each year. Only seven. Really? Every year. Uh, there was one thing I didn't include in my notes, but I think... It was Idaho. There was a boy that got infected with the plague in 2018, and that was the first reported case of the plague in the United States in over 30 years. Wow. Someone in Idaho in How 2018. How did you get it? Uh, I think it had something to do... I have no idea. I was about to make up some random bullshit, but um, I don't know. Uh, I think he survived, though. I'd like to think he did. I didn't really look into that. I love that you said I'm both about to make up some bullshit. <laughs> Uh, I was getting it confused with rabies because um, there was a rabies case in the United States and he was a worker that was constantly around other bats and that's how he got rabies. But I'm hoping he survived. I didn't really check yeah, in Yeah, he that. survived. Uh, plague has occurred in people of all ages, though 50% of cases occur in people ages 12 to 45. Worldwide, between 1,000 and 2,000 cases each year are reported to the World Health Organization organization who though the true number is likely much higher that's all i got really some stats at the end there um only seven cases of plague each year and i think that's just the united states uh not counting other countries hmm. um 
but it's really not an issue anymore because we've controlled the rat population. We've gotten um, treatments, antibiotics that can help. Um, but, uh, I mean, it still can kill people. It's still a serious thing. Um, but it's definitely nowhere near what it was um, centuries ago. Mm. A quote about the plague. Whether owing to the influence of the planets or that it was sent from God as a just punishment for our sins had broken out some years before in the Levant, Levant, and after passing from place to place and making incredible havoc all the way, had now reached the West. Hmm. The plague. Dramatic, right? Did you like that? Quote by who? Uh, his name is Giovanni Bocchino. Boccaccio? I don't know. It's something Italian. Something Italian. Something Italian. It says he's he's the main representative of Italian literature, but it's something Italian. <laughs> he wrote a book that tells the journey, the journey of a group of 10 people that flee from the Black Death. Hmm. That desolated Florence. Do you like that I'm doing this? My little hand wave. Is that really setting the tone for you? Dramatic. Uh, during the book, he goes on to explain the symptoms of how people died just three days after for, uh, presenting their first booba. Boobo. Boobo. Super sad. And he said that it was even more terrifying that even when the city was sanitized and the remains were burnt, people would still die within a matter of days. So very, I think... Very similar to... No, not really. But no. <laughs> it just reminds me of uh, uh, COVID. In our pandemic. Imagine how terrifying it is, though. Not being able to explain, like, the reason that what was calling, like, causing yeah, them to no, die. Yeah, like, there's no Dr. Fauci in medieval times, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Which, at that point, superstition was what they turned to. So mm -hmm. many thought it was God's wrath punishing them mm -hmm. for their sins. Uh, people started engaging in extremely radical religious practices, like self-chastising. It's like when you hurt yourself in the name of God. Hmm. Um. Others immediately confessed their sins, even those they thought, and even though they thought they didn't to be minor. Mm -hmm. While several decided to seclude themselves inside churches, I almost said seduce, <laughs> seduce themselves inside churches. Hey, buddy. welcome <laughs> hey, to church. Hi, me. Welcome. At least uh, being in the church was, you know, not beating yourself. Mm -hmm. So that's a victory. Um, and then there was another one where people thought that it was the sly scheme of Jewish people <sighs> to kill people with... Yup. Always blaming the Jews. Everybody you know? blames the Jewish people. <laughs> Can't a, catch a break. I know. It was just to... Uh, they said it was a sly scheme of Jewish people to take over the territory and begin to spread as fast and as lethally as the plague itself. Mm. Certainly it's going to like this episode. <laughs> they were accused of poisoning wells of water in every single city throughout Europe. And there was quite a persecution over them. Oh, boy. Women were also blamed for the plague. Uh, based on the fact that the majority of dead people were men. So they assumed there was either some sort of witchcraft behind it or that God was punishing them for giving into their lustful drives. Oh, boy. And um, at the time, there was a thing called the four humors. Have you heard of those? No. Okay, the study is called humorism, and I have the Wikipedia up just so I can give you a quote of what humorism is. Uh, it's the theory, uh, the humoral theory... Uh, it was a system of medicine detailing a supposed makeup and workings of the human body. Uh, it's from ancient Greek and Roman physicians and philosophers. Hmm. It fell out of favor in the 1850s. But wow. the four humors were called blood, mucus, yellow, and black gall. Okay. So blood was believed to be produced exclusively by the liver. Excessive amounts of yellow bile was thought to produce aggression and reciprocally excess anger to cause liver derangement and imbalances in the humors. Okay. Black bile, meaning uh, it was attributed to depression or excess of unnatural black bile secreted by the spleen. Mm -hmm. Cancer was also attributed to it. 
and phlegm um, was a humor that was uh, oh was the cause of tumors and um, chlorosis of rheumatism. Chlorosis of rheumatism. <laughs> Following. Just what they are. Uh-huh. Um, anyways, some physicians believe that this plague affected the four humors, um, thus the high death rates. I just bit my tongue. Ow. Ow. Uh, since animals that got in touch with infected humans being human beings died in a matter of hours, the slaughtering of animals became a common practice you could witness on the streets. Anything that could be at least suspiciously related to the plague was eliminated completely. Um, there was also one thing I wanted to go over briefly, how, um, I don't think you talked about it. No, you didn't. How, uh, oh gosh, what are they called? Uh, my brain. The thing, the guys, the villains from Mulan. No idea. Really? No. Nope. You know what? It wasn't even that. Those are Huns. <laughs> I have to look now. So. It was that the Mongol army hurled plague-infected cadavers into the besieged Crimean city of Kaffa. So it was like uh, old-school biological warfare. Yeah. That's what happened. It was Mongols, not the Huns. Jeez. Uh, however, most likely the plague began in the arid lands of Asia, and due to the international commerce routes, it was quickly spread to Europe via Crimea. When the plague reached that territory, it was in troubling and confusing. But before that, there are stories of the plague being used as a chemical weapon. Um, there's a Geno- uh, Genoese, Genoese, Geno- I think Genoese, G-E-N-O-E-S-E, Genoese, a colony that was under siege. Uh, an army blocking the entrances to the colony presented the disease. So, um, the Khan, the leader, mm-hmm. decided to use the disease to conquer. I'm not sure the name of the city. Genos. Gen- Geno, I don't know. Now I want to watch Star Trek. Why? Khan! Oh, yeah. Wrath of Khan. So they started catapulting bodies of those who had died so that they would all suffer the same consequences. Oof. Like just launching dead bodies and limbs into the city. And then following instinct, the people who lived in the colony started throwing the bodies into the sea. And it didn't matter because the plague spread anyway. Oh, boy. Good times. Here's a picture for you. Everybody dancing. <laughs> Here's the picture for you. Everybody dance. Everybody's having a good time. Uh, the reaction to the pandemic uh, were wide and diverse. Uh, there was a lot of uh, religious insight and vengeful attitudes. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are many accounts, recounts, uh, of people thinking that it was some sort of apocalypse and that they were going to die no matter how pious they were. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of people just decided to experience life as, at its most. So they used it as kind of like a... The world is ending. Let's mm-hmm. fuck everything. You yes. Know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or they took like a more <clears throat> serene approach to it where they're just kind of like, I can't really control this. I'm just going to live life the way it is at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter how much they were told. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, they, You could see drunk people in the streets happily dancing and joking, leaving nice. all worries behind. No matter how much they were told about how these actions would guarantee a safe passage to hell. They decided they wanted to spend their last days happy and enjoying earthly pleasures. Hell yeah. You know, my my last day, I'm going to be dancing in the streets of St. Charles, drinking some Vera. Uh, really? <laughs> By Around the Bend. <laughs> Just having a grand old time. Seriously? I don't know. Probably not. Seems kind of like... Silly. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it was a different time back then. A different time of dancing and being merry in the streets. I mean, you couldn't, like, play Candy Crush or something on your phone back then, you know? You just kind of you worked with what you had. Okay, I have a couple stories for you. Okay. Uh, the British city of York has been called one of the most haunted cities in Europe. Okay. According to one tale, a family moved into a house and began to hear crying in the hallways. They couldn't locate the source, but the sound filled them with feelings of sadness and regret. Later, they learned a little girl had died in the house after her parents succumbed to the Black Death. Villagers feared she had become infected, and in truth, she was actually healthy. 
But that didn't stop the masses from locking her up with her parents' corpses. The girl solely starved alone and seemingly continues to weep for her tragic fate today. Oh, wow. That blows. I don't know how to pronounce this island, but it's an Italian island in northern Italy. Um, it's P-O-V-E-G-L-I-A. Poveglia? Poveglia, something like that. I don't know. Uh, it's once served as the final destination for victims of the Black Death. During the outbreak, sufferers were hastily transferred to the island to prevent the, z- the disease from spreading. While it is unclear how many people perished, uh, the topsoil is rumored to be 50% human ash. Oh, jeez. People who have visited this island have come back describing that they are feeling a sense of being watched as soon as they step foot on the island, and they claim to have felt invisible hands scratching them. I want to go. I'd be down. Uh, there is a tunnel running between whoop, close that between the London districts of Knightbridge and South Kensington. And why do the names of London streets sound so badass? Um, even though it was once a dumping ground for plague victims, uh, after the gruesome practice ended, the dark history of this island did not end there. No. The public health office began using the island as a place to house the mentally ill in the 1920s. Patients were kept in inhumane conditions and were subject to unauthorized and often unethical medical testing. They also reported seeing ghosts and hearing unexplained wailing. According to local legend, one particularly twisted doctor used these ghost sightings as a justification to perform grisly lobotomies on patients. Oh, boy. In one small glimmer of justice, vengeful spirits allegedly harassed the doctor until he was driven to throw himself off of a building. Excellent. The asylum closed in 1968. In a church in Norwich, England, built over a mass grave of plague victims, 34-year-old Jody Carmen caught an eerie sight on her camera. The paranormal enthusiast took a photograph just after midnight one night in 2015, when she and her companions heard bumping and knocking near the front of the church. The snapshot revealed the spectral uh, the revealed the spectral outline of a figure seated in one of the pews. 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 I think I'm good on the rest. <laughs> There's a few more, but it's just kind of like me. <laughs> I mean, this stuff's really interesting. Um, I don't know. Trying to put yourself in someone's place back then. Uh, in Europe during that time trying to deal with all this shit. Yep. Yep, you know. Sorry, that was the sound of my boobs. Yep. If anyone was wondering what that sounded like. Uh, Paige, what do your boobs sound like? Got it. Like a robot. I love this beer. I'm so happy that you like it. It's so flattering. You always pick the good ones. That's true, I do. What can I say? Well... What did you think of the beer there, buddy? Buddy? Uh, yeah, definitely got some cream soda vibes. Um, but the pistachio, you can taste it uh, during the swallow. You can taste it on the finish of the beer. You can smell it. That nuttiness is there. It's It's got some sweet notes to it. Um, and that's really what, what dominates this. It's, otherwise, it's crisp and uh, refreshing and easy to drink. Again, very lagerish. Um, very akin to a lager, a crisp lager. Um, but it's got more depth of flavor to it than, than a lager does. Uh, I am a huge fan. I would love to try more beers from around the bend. Uh, I want to try that cinnamon one. That'd be cool. Uh, I'm sure it's seasonal. I don't know if it's year round, but, um, come Thanksgiving, come next November, uh, I'll set a reminder on my phone to, to look around for some. But this is definitely my favorite beer. I ranked it number one out of the last ten that we had. So, it's good. It's good? It's good. What about you? Um, Any, anything to add? I think that it was well-brewed. I just don't think that there was enough pistachio flavor or any, like, just something else. Something that was a little more... Um, you were expecting more. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I guess you can only expect so much from something that claims to be a pistachio cream ale. It's not like you're going to get, like, a whole lot of fruit and spice yeah but i don't know it's not bad it tastes good it's just i don't know we've had better beers it's just crazy how much it smells like pistachio (laughs) 
It does smell quite a lot like pistachio. It smells creamy and delicious. I love it. I'm glad you like it so much. Oh, God. I spilled a lot. Good job. <sighs> Not on the cat, um, though. Good. As long as it doesn't get on the cat, it's okay. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I, I think it was a good pick for Bubonic Plague. It was good. It was interesting. Unique. Uh, a great pick for our 30th, also. Mm-hmm. Beerandforecast at gmail.com. If you want to send us an email, harass us. Ask me for my phone number. Ask Paige for her phone number. <laughs> Uh, we, do we still need one more story? Yeah. This is dumb, man. Look at those, those flights sitting up there. They're so cute. On the top there. I was hoping this would be like a, a monthly thing, but. It, we'll figure it out. It's taken so long to get fucking four stories. Send us a story. If you've got a paranormal encounter or experience or something creepy or scary to talk about. Or cringy. Tell me about a time that you got pantsed in middle school. <laughs> as long as it involves something fearful exactly and then recommend a beer please and then we're gonna buy that beer and then try it in a flight a series of four on an episode a very special mm-hmm. episode to shout you out exactly and then we're on facebook twitter and instagram and reddit if you want to follow up with our latest episodes you can check us out on any of those platforms we release new episodes every wednesday at noon uh, we've got pictures of uh the beer that we're trying we shout out the brewery on instagram and uh my plant picks which uh it's, it's coming along and then pics of our pets um oh you got more uh more food to eat there what do you mean <laughs> you got more food to eat that's a lot of food yeah <laughs> i'm gonna finish mine now i gonna put it in the fridge drink the rest of my beer i don't even know if i can drive home right now i'm so oh tired boy. oh boy it's only 5%, right? Yeah, I'm not drunk. I'm just really sleepy. Just over 5. 5.0. Well, thanks, everyone, for 30 episodes. And uh, here's two uh, more of them. Like one more, I guess. Yeah, maybe one or two. Have a good, Have a good day. day.